The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. When did Goonies come on your radar? When, when I was that? a kid. When I was a kid, dude. Who, who was it? Was it your parents? I don't know. We must have seen it on TV, TV or something like that. It was probably how it happened. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know. That's the only, that's the only thing I can think of and the only thing I really remember. For me, one of my earliest memories, dude, I have, I can't remember what age I was, but I remember my parents getting the VHS tape and it was a big deal. It was a big deal because to have a VHS tape was like... Well, those things were expensive, shit, dude. We just yeah. got this movie. And I remember the cover. And it's the famous cover. Where it's, it's very kind of yellow and gold looking. You know? yep. yeah. With the rock and they're all climbing up the side of the yes. rock. Yes. So it was that that cover and I remember it. And, and I don't know if it's the first time I saw it. I feel like I had already known it and loved it to know that when we had it, it was like, oh, now we have this, right? Yeah. But like I remember that. But um, I think one of the things that always drew me to that was always that idea of... Like friends, right? Like that group of friends, that like core group, especially oh, yeah, in your formative dude. years as, as that well, age, that age group. Look at what I told you earlier today. Stand By Me is on Netflix right now. You know what Same I mean? Same age, right? Same yes. kind of coming of age, it, age group. Yes. Yes. Uh, did you have that? Not really, dude. And I, and I wish I did because I wanted that. And yeah. I really so wish I had that, but it wasn't, it wasn't Same. sort of like that. Same. I never had the the true kind of well. That's so. I guess like I had I had true friends. Yes, but, but we didn't have th- the experience. I know you're 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 yeah. thinking of, and for me too, the same thing. Like I didn't have that kind of core group of young friends at that age group. Like my cr- core group of friends started. I remember in maybe sixth or seventh grade. Okay, so that's earlier than. I mean, that's later than these kids. Well, what do you mean by core friend groups? Like, like where you would go to each other's houses and hang out, maybe spend the night, maybe do things where you're riding bikes with each other through neighborhoods and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I didn't do that. And I didn't have those kinds of friends that would connect that way even until probably sixth grade. Interesting. But so I'd me, say maybe fifth or fourth for me. Okay. So that's around this, this age group right here, fifth grade, right? Like yeah. What, what, what age is what, So in the Goonies, what Oh, they're age in are middle they? school. In, they're in middle in school. Goonies. Oh, the Goonies. Yeah. Um, middle school, middle sixth school. grade, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Here it's sixth grade, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, and here we well, have- sixth or seventh, I don't remember, dude. Well, because, is it, so up here in the Northeast, school goes like, elementary school goes up to fifth grade? Does it end at fifth grade or no? It ends at seventh grade. No, it ends in fifth grade. As far fifth, the, right? The school district I went into when I yes it goes and up to fifth what, grade. So what's after that? Middle school, sixth, seventh, that? eighth. Right, and then and there's then ninth, a high school. tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Right now, are they all separate? Um, the elementary school is okay. So we're not where I went to school. Okay, the middle school and the high school are the same building, but they're you know sectioned off by doors. But that's it. Interesting, because 
as student numbers change, what they do is they'll take a wing out of the middle school and give it to the high school, and then maybe change it back and give oh, another hallway. So it must or depend on the population at the yes, time. Yes. Yeah. So in Florida, the way it was was there was elementary school, just okay. specific, right yep. by itself. Yep. Middle schools had their own. That's it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't connected to high school wings or anything like that. High yeah. schools were their own buildings somewhere else completely. Yeah. So. That's interesting. That's different. But well, that's that age- just my school district. I mean, that's. I mean, there's other. But I feel like districts in this, around. I here. feel like in this area, that's typically what you see is the middle school and high school are connected, and they kind of like share. Yeah, nowadays, split, if you right? go back in the day, maybe to like the '50s, '60s, you, you still had. I mean, look at North Tonawanda. There's all kinds of school buildings well, over yeah, there. Yeah, for me, you're talking schools. like late '80s into yeah. '90s, right? So yeah. what we're talking about. Um, but that age group, dude, yeah, I never had that kind of... I wish I did. I wish I had that that group of friends that had this feel, this Goonies feel, this kind of let's all get on our bikes and just and ride places. Go out in the woods and build a treehouse. And just explore, right? Well, see, and, and you know what? That partly might be, uh, no offense, but that partly might be on my parents because I wasn't allowed to go out like that. Ah, see, I wasn't either. There was one thing, though, that I was. it was okay with. So where I lived when I was about this age was... Behind me, there was a kid that li- was about my age, and so mm-hmm. I hung out with him a lot. So I could jump the fence, the back fence, and hang out with them in their yard. I could hang out with them in their driveway. I could hang out in the garage. I could mm. go to their house, play video games. We could play even maybe kind of like a few yards up and down that kind of general vicinity. And then on this side of us was a, a, a ditch. Mm. It, it was a okay. so we didn't even worry about it. like we'd mess around in there sometimes. Yeah. But like this was it. But it wasn't like let's jump on bikes and just go out. Yeah, no, right? same, same here, same the, here. It's the same the thing. Yeah, when the night starts coming and you hear like, okay, we st- got to start getting home. For me, that was probably right before my age group, and there may be people in my age group that did experience that. But for my family, they were past that kind of a thing, and so like, for us, it was kind of like, no, you're not going to go that far. And I guess it's because our parents at that time were, you know at a different mindset than maybe some from our age or even earlier where it was like that wasn't a big deal, right? Well, because of look what was going on in society, dude. The rise of serial killers, child yeah. nappings, yes. uh, the satanic the sat- shit with yes. kids, dude. So with all that, it became this kind of... And also, like our parents didn't want to have to deal with it. We don't have to worry about you. Sure. So just, just get home, be yep. here, be where we can see you kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it makes this show, like for me, like... I've always wanted that. I always oh, yearned for it. Same, I always dude. loved it. And so same. like jumping into it was like, I remember the first time I watched the episode. And so we're going to get into it. Guess what? This is tube time. <laughs> I'm Chris. And I'm Jim. Oh, that's not Courtney. That's right. This whole time they're listening to us talk and they know yeah, it's Courtney's not, Courtney. not sick. It's, it's Jim. <laughs> uh, Courtney can't make it tonight. And uh, we had her blessing. I was like, yo, do you mind? I was going to do my own. But then I was like, you know what? Let's have let's let's give listeners a conversation still. Let's still talk about a TV show. It's not going to be the one we were going to talk about because uh, what she, were you going to talk about? She and I were going to talk about the first episode of King of Queens. Interesting. You ever dude. see that show? Oh, I love that show. Oh, interesting. Let me ask yes. you this: Have okay. you ever seen Annie Murphy's new show on Amazon Prime called Kevin Can Fuck Himself? It's an AMC show. No, I've heard of it though. Watch that episode. Watch the first episode. We talked about it on the last one. And uh, let me know what you think, especially because you love King of Queens. I want to know what you think. Anyway, obviously, that's not what we're do- talking about today. Uh, you know, Courtney couldn't make it. We So we've talked about this on the show, right? We've talked about work woes. We've talked mm. about 
house shit. We've talked life about car shit. Yeah, it's all life, right? And unfortunately, she's hitting a roadblock that sucks. And uh, she's just like, dude, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to do it this week. I'm like, do what you got to do. She's I over got it. You. I get you. I get her. I got you. Um, so I was like, yeah, do uh, you care if Jim sits in? She's like, no, it's cool. She's Jim. Then I'm like, all right, you had, Jim. you had to pick that little shithead. <laughs> then I was like, what are we going to do? Are we just a nonsense episode? Maybe do a list or something. And I was like, no, let's do a TV show. Uh, and if we did, like, should I'm thinking to myself, what should I pick? Should I pick something that's just like off topic or should I go around See, like what we get into? And I was horror. wondering, I was, well, I was wondering what you were going to pick, like, and what you were going to do because you asked if I wanted to be on a show. And I'm like, okay, cool. So when I so, said it, immediately what went into Monday, your head, like what was the things that went into your head? Immediately what went into my head was, okay, this is Monday afternoon, and when am I going to watch this TV show, whatever he's going to pick? Uh, that was my first thought. <laughs> uh, and then, then you just brought it to me. Yeah. And I, I was, was like, hell yeah, dude, let's do that. Because we talked about this. The new season of Stranger Things is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, next month, the second part <laughs> to the fourth season drops. Yep. Uh, and I've seen nothing but rave reviews. I've stayed Me away too. from as many spoilers as possible. However, I've saw something that I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. See, yeah, I've seen a couple things, but nothing like too spoilery yeah. that I'm like, oh, fuck, I wish I didn't see that. But um, Well, for me, not having seen the third season. Oh, okay. You know, to see something else, true, I was true, like, true. okay. But who knows what any of this means, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And I said I was going to jump back into the series. I was like, I'm going to go back to season one, watch it, and try to catch up as fast as I can before the new the second part drops. So I'm caught up with everybody. Yeah. So when the second part drops, I can be live and we can watch and we can all talk and just you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was like, let me jump back into season one. You told me you did the same thing. You're currently in the middle of season two. Yes, I'm in the middle of season two right now. And at first, I wasn't going to request it because. You've seen it just recently again, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was like, I don't know about that, dude, right? So I was thinking, I'm like, what else can we watch? I'm looking at all different kinds of... Oh, what if we watch the first episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents? Ooh. Right? Uh, what if we watch the, the first, first episode, episode of, of Twilight, Twilight Zone? Zone. Yes. Hey. Uh, you know, but... The Dark Side. Yes. Tales from the Dark Side. All these different things. Tales from the Crypt. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the reason I, I go along those lines, if listeners don't know who you are, you're also a co- you and I are uh, both host a show called Out of the Shadows, which is a mostly '80s horror movie podcast, uh, but it's basically all horror themed. Yes, we talk about horror yeah. movies, horror mostly, movies, yeah, mostly horror movies, mostly '80s uh, because we are following all the movies that are listed in the In Search of Darkness documentary, currently on part one. Exactly. Uh, so that's why I was like, I want to keep it spooky themed, creepy themed. And there's a lot of shows out there that way. But then I was like, no, I want to jump into Stranger Things again. And I think this will help kick me off. As soon as I get that taste, you know I'm just going to be like, I got to see the next one. All right, I got to keep gotta going. See the next I got to keep going because now I got to see all the stuff I haven't seen yet. So that's what we're doing. Stranger Things Season 1, Episode 1. say this right away about this show i remember when it first came out okay i heard it was coming okay and i remember seeing the font the mm. neon red font 
Okay. I remember hearing tastes of the kind of synth score and thinking, this is interesting. Okay. Um, and this is before the resurgence of that 80s feel and everything synth. And, this was and the birth neon, of it, dude. Right? This was right before that resurgence. So hearing that coming from where I came from, I was like, what is this? This is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Then I heard little things about it, read articles about it. It was released. The first episode, I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. Um, I started watching it, and I watched it probably about a, halfway through, and I had to stop to do whatever I was doing. Mm. And I never came back to it. Really? Yeah, I wanted to, but I just never did. Interesting, dude. And so, like, a month or two went by, and people were talking about this show. And I was like, fuck, I got to go back and finish it. <laughs> so I went back, and I started watching the first episode, and I watched I watched the whole first episode. And I was like, holy fuck, this is good. <laughs> and I'm not a binger, so I didn't sit down and watch the next one. I was mm, like, all right, when, okay. I, when I'll sit down, you know, at the, another point, I'm going to sit down and, and continue it next week tomorrow in a couple days whatever it is that's how i'm gonna do it and i never did Hmm. and it went another like two or three months and i'm like people are just loving the shit out of this and i'm seeing it everywhere and all these references and this little girl with the egos and i'm seeing and i'm like i I gotta see what the fuck this is dude and the beauty was no one was like you have to see this Hmm. nobody bothered me that way it was just me going i gotta see this and so finally I did. And so I literally saw the first episode two and a half times until today. Interesting. Which makes it three and a half times. But yeah, and then and then from there I launched and I went through the first season, couldn't wait for the second one. I remember the second one came out. Um and I remember about the first couple episodes of the first season because again I did the same thing. Watched the first one, didn't follow up, and I was like, I want to be fresh, watched it again to watch yep. the second one. Yep, yep. And then finally I got into it and apparently, you know, I finished it. I didn't realize it. I couldn't remember most of it. It's been a while. Uh but apparently I finished it. I saw it on Netflix today when we pulled it up. Uh but I never saw the third. And I heard the third was great. Okay. And now I'm hearing the fourth is like some of the greatest TV of all time. And I'm like and when I hear that after watching the entire fucking series of The Sopranos, I'm hearing this might be greatest TV. I'm like, okay, I got to see what's happening. So we're jumping back into it. Yep. What about you? How'd you come to it? So uh, I was living in L.A. at the time. Okay. In L.A., when you have a project coming the out. pop-up? especially No, not the pop-up. Oh, okay. But Wasn't especially there a pop-up, though? Wasn't there I, a, I don't a, know if they did it for the first one. I don't know if they did it for the first one. It might have been for the second season. second one. Okay. Um, I can't remember, though. Maybe they did. Um, But when you have a show coming out, especially not a very big show that's well-known, you got to advertise. So I remember seeing this for the first time on the billboards and driving home late from work, dude, taking taking the the roads and the hills, dude, to get to the apartment and seeing the billboard at night lit up. Uh, what was on the billboard? It was uh, the poster. You know that like artistic poster? It's got like 11 in the middle and then like all the characters around him, like the character okay. style poster. Yep. It was that. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, yo, that, that looks cool as shit. I said, I'm going to have yeah. to check this out when it comes out. With the out. font? The Stranger Things yes, font? Yes, dude. Yep. Such a so, sweet font, dude. The way they did Whoever came up with that marketing, god damn the marketing on this. The 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 design, the, the graphic design on this show. Whatever. Oh, dude. Oh, everything about that, it. But... um. And I want you to double check me on this. Okay. When the when the show first came out, the okay. date. Because I, if I remember correctly, I believe it was August tenth. Let's see how close I am. Oh, I thought it was because October. I, Wasn't it around Halloween? I don't remember now. I feel like it was October. But 
I remember seeing the billboard all the time, and I'm like, all right, I got to check this out. I got to check this out. So I waited for it to come out, and then I finally, dude, I binged it. I ended up binging it, dude. You ready for this? When when did you say? I said August 10th. July 15th, Ooh. 2016. Okay. I remember it. It's weird that it's a July release. I remember it being October, but was that the second season came out around, ho- it, it released on Halloween? Uh, I, I think like so. Was, I think it was right? the second season. Yeah, because that's how they, it was they go, uh, was the they, deal. they have the Halloween episode. Okay. When they show up to school. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, close to Halloween, October 27th, 2017. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, season three came back in July, actually on July 4th. Yep. And this I remember one came that's out a big June. deal, fourth too. July 4th, the 4th of July comes into yeah, season three. Yeah, that was, yep. Yes, and this one starts May 27th, and then the second oh, May 27th, part, second part right. comes out July 1st. So I had, holy shit, dude, I got to cover three seasons in two 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 weeks and a, a, a change, two and some change. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll drive this weekend, and you can just binge watch it in the car. <laughs> we'll see what we can do, right? Um, anyway, let's get into this show, dude. Yes, let's because get into it. Because this show... there's a lot to talk about. This is a show that literally <sighs> kind of came in and... It was a low-key show. It wasn't like people were like chomping at the bit to see that the show was coming out. It was getting a little bit of buzz, but overall, this show, when it was released... Wasn't as big as what it would become. But it ended up hitting fucking America and the and pop culture in, in the fucking and Not just nuts. America, the world, dude. Do you know Anybody, what I mean? Anywhere you could get it on Netflix. It expl- like this, this, again, this kind of was this resurgence of 80s nostalgia and feel. This mm-hmm. brought back um, sci-fi horror. This brought yeah. back all kinds. Of, and this also showed us what we can do. This brought HBO quality... Uh, storytelling right to uh to streaming, streaming service right so this was a time when you were still able at netflix to come with a great idea and hit it straight out of the park dude. and this is this was netflix's literal like this is how they put their balls on the table and said, basically we are contenders now because after stranger things the game it became changed this for thing them. of like oh netflix is producing it let's see what this is well it this kind of set the bar this kind of set the bar People are like, oh, we need to do that. It wasn't a throwaway. No. It wasn't this thing like, so back in the day, you, you had this idea that you have movies that came out in theaters, mm-hmm. and then you went straight to video. Yep. And so if you had straight to video movies, you knew what quality you were getting. Yep. Right? And so probably up to this point, I would that's say. How, that's how people view stri- Netflix. Streaming. Any streaming yep. production service, right? Yeah. Like any well, of yeah. them. Has this kind of, it's not. This they're quality. a streaming service. Yeah, they're not a. They're not Paramount. They're not Disney. They're not Warner Brothers. Stranger you know? Things comes in and just changes the game. Basically, lifts Netflix onto that same pedestal yeah. with those companies. Dude. It totally Literally. does. And it all starts with a scientist running down a hallway. Yep, that's how we start. Everything that becomes this thing starts with this guy running down the hallway. Freak. Well, first we what we actually see is this door, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just. It's quiet. We're just kind of slowly, kind of this this slow zoom in, mm-hmm. super slow crawl, and it's this. We know it's it feels industrial or whatever it is because the lighting is giving this feel, this kind of cold feel. Kind of looks like you know what it looked like to me was like the door from the inside of like a a warship or something, something like that, right? Yeah. 
As soon as it, it, it slides open, all of a sudden you hear this blaring alarm and the scientist is running and he's yeah. running terrified. Ooh, and we're yeah. following him down a hallway that's dimly lit, right? And he, he, he finds him his way to a, a, an elevator and he's in there and he's trying to, he's hitting that he's button. He's smashing the button, dude. He's and like, so, come on, fucking close, close, right let's away, go. Yeah, right away we're kicked in and we're like, oh shit, what's going on? Yeah. What the fuck's going on? What the hell? Why is he terrified? What's he terrified for? Right. And as we're waiting, there's tension. He's waiting. He's looking down that hallway. We're watching in the hallway with him. Waiting, waiting. And then we hear a noise from above him. He looks up. We don't see anything. We hear it. The door closes. We again. We hear even more. His scream. I think we see as the door's closing. He's getting lifted into the air. That's right. He gets sucked up and cut. So first of all, that's the first scene we get of this first this show that ends up becoming a phenomenon. That's Oof. the first scene we get. And when knowing what you ha- know now, does it make sense? I'm going to ask you that a lot of times throughout this because you know how things evolve and storytelling evolves and things, they change their minds. And yes. now we're going back to the beginning and we're watching it from the absolute very beginning of this. And does that make sense? Because... You don't want to look back on a show that feels great, go back to that first episode and go, yeah, but what the fuck about the polar bears, bro? What the fuck about the smoke um, monster, bro? Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you have a show like Lost that gave you things from the very beginning yes. that they never an- ended up answering? Yes, but I still love Lost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. So, are you taking this as the Demi- Demogorgon or whatever that thing was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I never thought it was anything different. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good. Um, but that's what we get. Mm-hmm. Cut to outside of a house with the voiceover. Sprinklers of, going in the yard, yeah. dude. It's your typical nighttime blue collar 80s suburbia house, dude. Yep. Cookie cutter. I couldn't have done better if I was directing Poltergeist. You know what I mean? We cut to the basement mm-hmm. and these kids. 11, 12? Around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah 11, I think they're around 11. 12. 11, yeah, 11 12, 12. Yeah. Uh, And they're playing D&D. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is where I knew I was in love with the show immediately <laughs> when I saw it. Like the first time seeing it, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to love this show. Because already there was so much of this kind of feel as, as we start seeping into this, this house. Because with the scientists... There's no way you know what it is unless you see that it tells us it's 1985, 86, whatever 83. it is. 83, right? Because it tells us where mm-hmm. we're at at the very beginning. Without that, that whole scientist scene, you would never have thought that. No, no. But now, in this basement, everything tells me that. Right away, they knock it out of the park, dude. They have the like old school D&D stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the fashion that these kids are wearing, their hairstyles, and the lighting. Ugh. The way this show is filmed... And the lighting of this film or, or th- this show is that Steven Spielberg feel. That's all I'm going to say because but even, it's that. Yes. All of that, but also the set design, dude. Donner. Oh. Richard Donner. Those f- those <sighs> films are, yes. It, this, I mean, that's a, that's a legit 1980s basement right yeah, there. I know, finished dude. basement. Oh, my God. It's unreal. They had there's one scene I don't know if it, I can't I can't remember if it was in this episode I don't think it was maybe another episode, but in the background you can see you remember the old plastic cassette drawers that would pull yeah. out and they looked like wood yeah I used to have those too. yeah yeah dude everybody like, oh, had those back in the day man but here's the thing this is the that's the world we're in and yes. I'm like I'm all for this dude yep these kids are playing D and D 
which is great, right? Like they're doing it good, and they're and and they're 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 rolling. They're 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 getting attacked by this monster, the mm-hmm. Demogorgon. They literally call it out and say, "This is this monster from D and D." They're getting attacked. Um, let's establish the characters. There's Mike, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the dungeon master. He's the one calling the shots in the game. And we're in his basement. Yes, we're in his basement. There's Dustin. He's the kid that's got the two missing teeth in the yep. front. He's got uh, he's got a condition called uh, claviocranial dysplasia, which I think is awesome because the actor actually has that. Ah, and I'm glad I, I thought it, it was so cool that they incorporated it into the show. Yeah, we have we have Will Byers, mm-hmm. who is kind of this mousy, like shrimpy, yep. nerdy kid, and then we have um, and we Lucas. have Lucas. So these are our kids, right? And so Will's char- so basically Will ca- Will's character is up, and there's this thing where he's facing this demogorgon, mm-hmm. and he's got to roll to see if he survives. Will the Wise is the yes. name of his wizard character, and he rolls, and it ends up like knocking off and falling off onto the floor. They all freak out. Yeah, they got to go. For the dice. They got to go see if he he survives. Right? It's serious, dude. You can't re-roll. Just as that happens, the door from upstairs opens. We get a shot looking up the stairs of the the basement, which I'm just like, oh, I remember that. Like, <laughs> like my grandmother had a basement like that, so I remember that. Just that where the feel. stairs were in the middle yes, of the floor, dude. yeah. And uh, she's just like, "Yo, wrap this shit up." He's like, "Mom, I'm in the middle of a campaign." She's like, "I don't give a fuck what you're in the middle of. It's wrap it up. Time to call it a night." And that's the thing, right? Like that was the thing in the '80s. Moms were like, "I don't care. Get this over with." So, all right, guys, sorry, we got to do it. They start gathering everything up. They're going outside, loading up their bikes, all getting ready to leave. He's like, all right, guys, good, good night, guys. And as they're about to go, Will kind of stops and looks at him, and he's just like, yeah, I didn't, didn't make it, dude. The yep. roll, I didn't make it. The Demogorgon got me. Yep. And I was just like, so later when you know this show, so that scene, yes, that dude. scene is so awesome. It's so kind it's that Poetic thing that kind of lets you know eerie, what's coming, dude. right? Yes. It's that kind of... Um, what do you call it? It's a, it's a foretelling of mm-hmm. like get ready because you don't know how accurate that role was. Yeah, would this have all gone down had he rolled and won? Well, and now you want to sit here and talk theory, dude? We we can have a whole other show about that. This will go for like five hours, <laughs> dude. So they all start riding their bikes home, and right away, Goonies. You yep. feel Goonies, right? You Which, feel it. The music sounds like it. Oh. Steven Spielberg didn't direct, but produced and had a huge yes. thumbprint on like he does other films we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, listen to Out of the Shadows if you want to hear about it. Um, so we get this. They're riding their bikes. They start splitting up. And now it's just Mike and Will. and Or, or not Mike and Will. It's, uh, it's Dustin and Will. And uh, the race on the race home. Another thing that I loved about this was this thing that they had with the race and it was about we're going to make a bet and mm-hmm. whoever wins gets whatever they want and Will's like well if I win I want your X-Men 134 which is a very important issue in the Marvel Universe this is the issue where we kick off the Dark Phoenix saga yes where Jean Grey kind of is overtaken by an otherworldly being this being that comes from a different universe basically Mm -hmm. to wreak its havoc on mankind interesting right how beautiful is this i love the writing in this first episode it's so awesome so will ends up riding out right and he's on his way home and then he kind of you know he fall he ends up falling right he he something spooks him he falls off Mm -hmm. his bike he hears some weird shit in the woods he freaks out he starts running taking off 
and he runs all the way home. Yep. Gets into the house, running around, looking for his And how inconvenient for him, dude. His house is, like, surrounded by woods, so yeah. that sucks. Runs around, looks for his mom and brother. They're not around. Um, runs out to the back of the shed because there's something coming for him. He looks out. Oh, that's the thing. He looks out the window, and there's oh, this, like, yeah. figure. And you the, see in this, the, like, yep. kind of the silhouette in out the in the distance. And he goes running back, back out his backyard into the shed. Tell me that doesn't remind you of E.T. Oh, my God, yeah, dude. Well... And then there's more references there's, in this, this season. This show dude. is so good, though. Uh, so we get this ET feel where he, like, we see the house, we see him run across, we see him go to the shed. He goes out to the shed and he gets this gun, this this rifle that they've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, finds the, the 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 ammo ammo for it. Prepares is waiting, pointing it at the at the door. And from behind him, we hear this noise, and he turns around and looks up, and we see, basically from his reaction, something's rising up, right? Mm-hmm. And we can hear the noise, and it's the same noise from the elevator earlier. And all of a sudden, the light bulb in the shed starts to get super, super bright. bright. Brighter, 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 starts brighter. Z- z- pop black. Yep. Then pops back on, and the Milk's shed's gone. empty. And then? So, dude, what a fucking intro too! That music and that's how they bring us in, into this world. The lettering, the the mm-hmm. fucking like the the credits. That whole intro is so amazing, <sighs> dude. Yes, that intro. I'm telling you, dude. I don't know and, how they pulled a show off like this where it just everything seemed to hit. So that the way they did that intro for me, really harkened back to old school 90s X-Files episodes. Like those mm, very first okay. episodes always had this intro where you saw something happen. Like it started, blah, blah, blah. You saw it happen. You're like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? Boom. Credits, right? And then the TV, like, and that's how this feels to me. It already had that feeling. I remember watching it going, oh, I'm so into this. <laughs> I am so into this. I fucking love this already. Yeah, dude. Right? Um... Chapter yeah. one. So I don't even think I needed it to get that far before I again, the minute we saw the kids in the basement, yeah. you know me in eighties, dude. Yeah. You're I'm like, in. all right, done. You're in. Done, sold. And especially because it was this thing, this idea of this, and you know how this big, group of kids, these And these, this show has a lot of influence from Stephen King as well. And oh, you know how yeah. big of I love oh, yeah. how big of a fan of Stephen King I am. And now again, like you said, you have this group of kids. Basically following a cookie-cutter Stephen King story, dude. The fact that you said Stephen King, though, the thing about the writing I love, right? Mm-hmm. Here's dialogue, is that they they make us feel like we're a part of a small town because when we're in their dialogue and we're a part of their conversation, it's almost like we're sitting on the side listening to it happen. Because oh, what yes. happens is they end up referencing people that they each know in their town. They make it a, have a world history with. that we don't even know who the fuck they are. Yeah. Like in this episode, so many times they mention people in the town or this person or that person's mother or so and so. I remember back in the day I dated so and so, but the idea mm-hmm. that they mention it and the other person knows it, it's kind of like when you are a part of like you end up become, you know, showing up to your 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 friends friends' houses, right? And they're all talking and they start talking and they name drop people that you don't yep. even know. Yep. But you know it's a world now and that, that there's something that you want to kind of be a part of and you want to be in the know. So that's what this world creates. And Stephen King does that. The way mm-hmm. he writes is he does that in terms of like always constantly his characters will name drop people that don't show up at all. They're just people in the in world. In the world. And yes. that's what it I loved about so this real. as well. Yep. I loved it, dude. But in this one, we start with the chapter uh, one, Vanishing of Will Byers. 
And I like how they do that. They break uh, the seasons are what I think about eight episodes yeah. long, and they break them down into the chapters, chapters. like there and give them chapter headings. Like too. these are the show. Like these are books we read in the eighties too. Yes, like, dude. you know what I mean. Like the old school. Uh, like I don't want to say like Hardy books, Boys, whatever but the, it is. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, those, those pulp serials, dude. But with the horror and the sci-fi. Um. We open and I paused it and rewound it and told you to rewatch it and look at it in this this way. Uh, we open with this kind of cool like. Uh, tracking shot, right of mm-hmm. of um, who we learn is the is Hopper, right? Yep. The the sheriff. Um, Through his trailer, yeah. Yeah, where it's morning, we we're kind of going across his bills, his food, his stuff laying around, and the whole time there's t- a TV going off, and there's talking, this narration of this newscaster, and they're talking about this thing that had happened because the electricity had gone, all this weird stuff happened overnight. Uh, and it was it was being restored, and so we're seeing that, and we stop, we come to rest on Hopper sleeping on on the couch, mm-hmm. wakes up, and he's just uh, all disheveled, and, <laughs> and basically from our entire opening, we see he's the guy that lives alone. Yep. Uh, obviously, doesn't take care of himself. He's smoking a cigarette as he's getting ready drinking for work. Drinking a beer while he's drinking. Drinking open seat. beer already. Like there's like he's just taking s- swigs out of shit. And then we find out what he does for a living, dude. Yeah, and then we see him put on a badge and and a, and a and a, a uniform. You're like, oh, so you're the sheriff, <laughs> right? From there, we cut right to the buyer's house, mm-hmm. right? And Winona Ryder. Yes. Here we are. She's oh. we're, she's introduced. She's Joyce Byers. She's coming in, and, and her oldest son, Jonathan, is cooking breakfast, and she's, you know, where's where's your brother Will? And I don't know. He's probably still sleeping, and you need to wake him up. And basically, this whole thing plays out where they realize, oh, he's not in the house. He's not in the room. What's going on? Where's Will? Yeah. Right? And this, again, so much of the show, and I'm going to keep saying it as we go along, this here, for me, ties into that 80s era of... Oh fuck! Your kid went missing. Well, again, like that I panic, said, dude, that yes. panic of like, oh, did this really just happen to me? My kid just got abducted. What happened? Mm-hmm. And eighties, that was a big deal. Yeah, dude, it was a real fear. You had to, you had to, yeah, yeah. It's scary, man. So she's like, you know what though? Be, again, I said this to you to, while we watched it too. This is an era before cell phones. Yep. No internet. This was just call a kid and find out where they're at. Yeah, because if they didn't, if you didn't, if you called all the places and they weren't there, you had to wait for them to get home and be mad at them. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Where have you been? And then they kind of tell you, oh, this is where I was, right? Yep. Um, So she's like, you know what? He was supposed to be at Mike's last night. Let me call Mike's house. Calls Mike's house. His mom answers. Uh, Not there. It's breakfast. There's a lot happening. We get a view of Mike's family immediately. Dad, little sister, older Older sister. sister. They're all having breakfast. And she hears Mike talking in the background. She's like, that will? No, that's Mike. Well, did did he stay the night? She's like, no, he left last night, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Did he not come home? And immediately, Joyce is like, oh, no, 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 no. You know what? I think he got up early. No, no, no. Everything is good. Bye. And that's when we're given this idea that... First of all, just based on their appearance in their house, it looks like a little bit lesser than Mike's house. Mm-hmm. And her instinct to be like, no, 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 I'm not a bad mom. I'm good. We're good. We're good. We know where my son is. Yep. Right? Know that these already these prejudgments already exist in this world. Yes. Um, cut to kids arriving at the school. Yep. You know, Lucas, Mike, Dustin, and they're talking about like, 
Will, where, where where did he go? Where's his bike? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. They get to school. And that's the thing about the show. It, it just cuts back. There's not a lot of staying on a lot of these scenes for narrative no, it because around. it's about setting the tone and being like, this is the world we're living in. So just feel like this is everybody and get a feel for what's happening and how Will's disappearance is slowly starting to influence the path of everybody's lives here. Oh, little by yeah, little. Dude. That's what we're getting, which is awesome, right? So these kids get in, they bike in, and as they do, boom, here come some bullies. Again, it just feels that nostalgic <laughs> yes, 80s, dude. kind of 90s, 80s and 90s. Stereotypical two bullies. This is this is Tommy Doyle getting teased. Tell me, how many bullies do Halloween? you remember this kind of actual scenario in your school? Actual bully scenario. Oh, nothing like this, dude. Right? No. Why? It was because by your time, things like that were starting to get a little bit more yeah. like chill out on the bullying thing. Like, yeah. that's not okay. Uh, yeah. But back in this day, dude... If a coach saw that from the corner, like he's say he's standing up by he'd the building, he'd tell the kid getting bullied to man up and, and he'd do just something watch it and be it. like, "That's just natural." Yep, they'd be fine. They're gonna be fine. It's natural. It's boys being boys. They're gonna develop to be fine until people start shooting up schools. I guess. Yeah. I guess Jesus so, Christ. Uh, anyway, we see the bullies and they're messing with his kids. They're, they're telling them, you know, you know, picking on him. Basically, they're making Dustin do some weird arm like disjointed double jointed shit that he does. Yeah. And uh, just because it, they like, don't think it's cool or anything, they're just making fun of him. Yeah. Dude. Uh, but we get that they're the bullies. So mm-hmm. now we know, OK, so these kids are not like cool kids. Obviously, they're playing D&D in the 80s. You shouldn't assume that. <laughs> but nowadays, well, it was after the show that it got big again. Yeah. 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 Um, it was because of this show. From there, we see Mike's older sister, Nancy. Mm-hmm. And we're introduced to her friend Barb. Barb shows up, and um, they're talking about something. She wants to know—I forgot what it was—but it was about kind of getting together for something. I can't remember what the conversation was. I don't know, but it was it involved some guy that Nancy's seeing. Yes, I don't remember the exact conversation. Um, but again, so now we're introduced to Nancy. That yep. she's a character. We have to see her in the school. We see Barb. We we can see she's kind of so Nancy. You tell me, tell. Nancy doesn't remind you of Nancy. Nancy. I get that, yeah. Totally. Nightmare on Elm Street, yes. dude. The way she dresses. T- totally. The way she looks. Totally. She There's a slight homeliness to her. Mm-hmm. However, you could see there's this thing to her that if like if her mom was okay with her being a different, she'd be the one of the popular, popular girls. Yeah. But she's friends with Nancy, who we get... I mean, I think even through the show, we know that they were friends since little, so they've been friends for a while, right? Wait, who would be one of the popular girls? Uh, oh, not Nancy. Uh, Nancy. Nancy, Nancy would, would be one of the populars, not she's Barb. She's friends with Barb. Sorry, yes. yes. She's friends with Barb. And Barb, you, like, they've been friends for a while, but Barb's not that popular. Like, yeah. Like, they're still friends, but, like, we're at a point now where we're on a verge where Nancy's going to probably verge toward popular and Barb isn't. Yep. Right? Uh, and that's what we get. That's the whole point to establishing is, this and the characters and who, yep. who Barb is. Because later on in the series, Barb becomes one of these kind of characters where you're like, damn, that's but isn't that, fucked up. And so. I hate, yeah, well, I, I hate to keep talking about things that happen after episode one, so just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we find uh, Nancy's going in her locker and she finds a note saying to meet her in, in, the, in the, bathroom. the bathroom. And it's it's signed by Steve. And we're introduced to Steve in the bathroom and it's this kind of like, hormonal yes. scene, right? Like, oh, he you could tell he's like a... little horn monster, yeah, dude. A little, little horn monster there. Um, Hormone monster. But they're kind of like, he's they're getting a little hot and heavy. He wants to see her for something, and she's like, no, I can't. And he's like, well, just tell your mom you're, you know, you're, you're, you're studying with Barb or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to make this plan to see each other that night. She's yeah. like, I'll try, I'll try, okay? Um, 
cut to Hopper, Sheriff Station. He's getting to work. Getting to work. Getting his coffee. Yep. We see what the station's like. It's a small town station, so much so that it's got the secretary that kind of comes up behind him and makes sure taking Following this from Hack, give him this. You know, here, let me take your cigarette. Go ahead, blow your smoke back in your lips. Good job here. You know what I mean? She's that yeah. kind of guy. And she's like, you know, you got this, you got that. Also, Joyce Byers is calling. Apparently, her the boy, Byers boy is missing, and he's just like, I don't have time for this. She's like, but don't you want to? He's like, Flo, whatever her name is. He's like, listen, what I tell you about mornings, right? Love it. Love it. For coffee and contemplation. Hell yeah, dude. Leave me alone. Basically, leave me alone. Let me come in. Let me have my coffee before I even start my day. Yeah. And I know that feeling sometimes, oh, dude. Oh, God. For real. Yeah, you're telling me, man. Um, But with that, we hear about the Joyce Byers news, right? Like yep. that she's missing and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, again, dude, the writing on the show is just so on point because they just weave everything in together and make it so intricate. But again, it's nothing that really doesn't work doesn't fit it's not unbalanced it's right. not light in some places heavy in other it's it's it just flows perfect and we flow right into him talking to joyce yeah and this establishes that they've known each other since school type days like yep. they know each other yeah. she knows him. they go back the kind of people he's been around like that kind of thing she he knows her he mm-hmm. knows you know she's the kind of you know mother she is the struggling mother kind of thing he knows these things um, he even brings up like, what about Lonnie? Like her ex-husband? Like, what about him? Have you checked with him? Typically that's what happens. Kids, they want to run away. They want to go to the dad. Maybe you pissed your son off. Like, come on, come yeah. on, Joyce. He's a boy, right? Like he keeps trying to write her off and she's like, you need to take this serious. This is serious. This is not like my will. Will is no not best, like dude. That. Mother's no right? best. There's a sort, certain animalistic. We were talking about this earlier. Animalistic instinct. dude. Yeah. And will is not like that. That's not nope. the kind of boy will is right. Um, and you know, if you pay attention and you, and you know, the, the friends and the way they talk about them and you watch the D and D thing at the very beginning for will to pick a character that's will the wise will is not that he's Mm -hmm. not the one that's going to be changing the norm or pushing the boundaries or breaking the rules. Yeah. He's very much like Gandalf. She's like, you need to take this shit seriously. Mm -hmm. Cut to government labs, scientists, biohazard suits. Yep. The hell's going on, dude? They're putting on masks. They're getting ready to go down into. They go into. Down, this what do they go down? They go into a, an elevator. They get in the elevator. They go. Okay. I'm assuming they go to the basement level. Oh, okay. And uh, door opens, and we see what you and I are currently seeing in the air right now. We see these little like dandelion ragweed. No, we are not in the upside down. <laughs> floating through the air, right? It's dark, and I love this again. This has a very. You ever watch the intro to the X Files? There's a scene where they open the door into a dark room and they flash oh, no, flashlights, so. and you can literally see the beams flashing through. Oh, and that's Jesus. what I get a feel for. I get a feel for that. I get um, a feel for Alien, old school. That that look for Alien. But we're also in the same elevator in the same hallway. Yeah, from the beginning of the show. Exactly. So now we know exactly. Now. now we've come full circle. They make their way all the way to this room where there's a wall that's got this weird kind of growth, this yeah. whatever. It's it's a thing. It's a mm-hmm. it's a it's a blob, it's a thing, it's a a tendril. It, it looks thing. like it's, a uh, uh, a geothermal fungus almost. Yeah. Uh and the scientists are talking and one guy makes reference to the girl couldn't have gotten that far. Mm-hmm. Boom. Feet walking in the woods. Pan up to see young girl mm-hmm. bald, in a hospital well, gown, shaved but, head. Yep. 
scared, skinny, emaciated. Think Bambi in the woods without its mother for the first time. Basically. She ends up making her way out of the woods, and it leads to the back of a diner. And you can see this dude taking out trash. Mm -hmm. He looks like he might be the cook. She sneaks her way in. She's watching, you know, she makes her way in through the back, through the kitchen. She's seeing him helping customers out front. And it's, it's a diner. It's an yeah. old school kind of one of those side, side, of, the the side of the road, road diners. Uh, and as she's walking through that kitchen, she comes across a plate of burger and fri- uh, fries. Just yeah, fries. just a basket of fries. Sitting and there. she just starts mowing them down, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be 100% honest, bro. I was like like that close to being like, bro, you want me to make some fries right now? Like, I want to munch on some fries. That it looks so Watch fucking it in 4D, dude. good, dude. It looks so good. Um, you know, it's funny you say that because as you were talking about her getting into the diner and like, where I'm thinking back to him watching him cook the burgers and shit. I'm like, I may stop on my way home, dude, and get a nice burger and some fries from someplace. Right, dude? Johnny Rockets, bro. Go to Galleria. Oh, God. Johnny Rockets. I, it's not there anymore. Whoa, what? It's not there Go anymore, guys. dude. Yeah, is that the next one? The next best? But they're different. They're different. Yeah. Johnny Rockus was that 50 style, man. Anyway. Oh, that was a shit. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, she's eating fries, and then boom, she's caught. He's like, hey, what are you doing there? And uh, then we cut away. Mm-hmm. School's out. Perfect. There's a class getting out, right? All the kids are getting up, leaving this classroom. There's this kind of nerdy teacher at the, at, the, at the front of the class telling them, make sure you read this, this. We have this essay. Nobody's listening. That. You got homework. They're all running out and gone. And I love this whole thing of this noise, 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 noise. <laughs> now it's silent, right? And then there's the three boys. There's our boys. Yep. Lucas, Dustin, Mike. And they're like, did you get it in? He's like, uh, let's do this, right? And you're like, oh, cool. Like, this is this. It's, it's one of these ones where these boys, like, are interested Look in up this, to this teacher. Guy. Yeah, yes. is really, like, fostering that. And, and he's really into it, too, them. because he's teaching these kids and earning the same shit yeah. that he's into. Yeah. AV radio, like, AV club. And he's basically got a radio, ham yeah. radio, but a nice setup. Like, it's it's whatever, like, like up-to-date technology at that time you would need for some great shit. So much so that they're like, how far can this go? Australia? And they're like, yeah, possibly. <laughs> and they're all just like, good eye, mate. <laughs> you know, they're <laughs> all talking accents. on there and shit. It's funny, dude. Uh, and in the middle of all this, and you get this feel for like that this is what this is, uh, boom, here comes a principal. Busts in. Yep. And uh, Fuck he's a principal like, always coming in to bust up the fun, dude. He's like, I need, uh, I need Lucas, Mike, and Dustin now. And you're ASAP, like, oh, shit. And when you're a little kid at that age, you're like, oh, oh what the God, fuck? Oh, God, what did I do? But... But they also know their friend's missing. Yeah. And there's Hopper. And mm-hmm. Hopper's questioning him, asking him, like, what's the last time you saw him? What were you doing? What's going on? And they're, they're talking. And, and, and basically, it comes out that they last time they saw him, they all left. And they rode their bikes after playing D&D. And, uh, you know, there was this part of the woods that they called so-and-so. And that's the last time they saw him. He's like, all right. Well, we'll come help you find him. He's like, yeah, yeah you're not doing no, no so- Lord of the Rings Hobbit shit. Right there. Yeah. The fact that he knows what Mirkwood is lends an awful lot to that character, dude. Yeah. Well, come on. It's a small town. Let's also talk about this. He's probably the kind of guy that when he was a kid, was those, picked on. those J.R.R. Tolkien books were the bomb shit. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Like, that was what he was getting into. Mm-hmm. So he probably knew it, too. You know? But he's like, yeah, you're not helping us. And the kids are very adamant they want to help. And he's just like... Read my lips, motherfuckers. Nope. Like he stands above them and does that intimidating I'm an adult thing right now. Uh-huh. Right? Think about you right now, right? Like say a kid at that age, do you feel like 
an adult to intimidate them? Like, do you feel like you have that? To intimidate a child? Yeah. Like, like if you needed them to listen to you, would you be able to look at them and be like, do I make myself clear what this kind of like authoritarian you know what I mean? I think I would, but just put it. Era, though, put it well, it's a put, different era. Back then, you did that. Like back then, he talked to kids like, well, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you did. I could do that, but it, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be the first thing I would do. And the situation would have to be like a dire situation. You know what I mean? Also, those kids would be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> Nowadays, right? Back yeah, then, it was like. Well, back then there was still a respect, um, respect for corporal punishment, bro. Well, corporal punishment. Yeah, you were afraid of your parents, dude. Yep. Spanking was uh, was still a thing. It wasn't outlawed yet. Right. In uh, Bavaria or wherever the fuck I saw that the other day. Cut to the middle of the woods. Little fort. Castle Byers. Mm-hmm. Which is, is fucking cool. This is a flashback. We have Joyce, Joyce. Byers you with shorter hair. talk about hair, dude. Her hair is like neat. Kind of looks like Johnny Depp's hair, which is kind of funny, dude. <laughs> Little knock on the thing. What's the password he says from inside? And she has a password she has to say, mm-hmm. and he lets her in. And we get this thing that they have this kind of connection, this kind yep. of relation. And that's the, again, we keep talking about the writing on the show, but it shows us the beauty of like, like this is, this continues to help add more to the to characters, what to we the need. story. Right. This is more of what we need so that when she's literally hysterical in a, an episode or two, like it feels more. Well, it this doesn't is, feel empty and hollow. Like, well, I don't this care. Is her, this is her save the cat moment. Yeah. A you lot know? of it. Where we, we learn to care for her and we have compassion for her. And why is that? Because she's going to allow him to see Poltergeist. Yep. Right? And she, he's like, I thought you weren't going to let me do that. She's like, I thought I'd let you, but you got to promise not to get scared. He's like, Mom, I'm older now. Like, it's, <laughs> And that's the thing, too. You, you, Everybody goes through this. So I feel like this show hits on so many things that uh, people identify with because everybody had that moment where you were like, Mom or Dad, treat me See, like an adult. And, and who wrote this and who made this and created it? The Duffer Brothers. And what did they do? They fucking wrote what they knew. Yeah. And look at how they killed it, dude. And um, hard cut right away. Yep. Same scene, empty though. Mm-hmm. And it's present day, and Joyce is searching, and her and Jonathan are out in the woods screaming for Will, yep. looking for him, and there's no answer. Um, next, we're back to the diner. Eleven's mm. eating food, right? He's yep. trying to talk to her, trying to get info from her. What's her name? She won't talk to him. He notices the tattoo on her arm, says it's Eleven. All right, I'll talk mm-hmm. to you, blah, blah, blah. While she's eating, he goes off to the back real quick to make a phone call. And he's just like, and you see that he's calling like social services, basically saying, hey, there's this girl. I'll keep her around till you guys get here. Um, and I love it. Again, we keep just kind of jumping around, but that's just how this happens, right? This keeps moving over and over and over. Which I kind of like, but at the same time, I don't because it, um, uh, 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 people who consume media nowadays have such a short attention span. But I feel like each of these little short things but no, is just But no, but it's enough, effective. Yes, right? it's not done in a brain-dead manner. It's and effective. I f- and I feel For like... what they're trying to get across and what they're trying to show you as well. I feel well. like that's what they're doing, though, with each mm-hmm. of these little scenes is that short moment. Just oh, enough yeah. for your attention span, and then it's bringing you something new. Almost feeding that that almost scrolling mentality. Give me something new in the next scene right away. Because when he's doing that, she's eating... And mm-hmm. she's noticing this fan in the corner, and it's making this noise, and it's click, 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 click. And now this is the first time we see this, mm-hmm. and this becomes like a legit, we- even weirder show. She stares at it, gives it the evil eye, and it stops moving. Now you're getting this kind of, oh, now we have telekinetics in here, mm-hmm. right? These kind of kids that are that are experimented on and telekinetic, and then switch to 
Hopper searching. Yep. He and one of the uh, officers are, are on that path where Will rode by, and they're looking for the area. Two of the officers. Yeah, two of the officers. Yeah, yeah. And boom, they notice the bike. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, because these two officers keep coming. They got they got some interesting banter throughout the show, dude. <laughs> but they bring up the... I love this, too, and I said it to you. They bring up the fact that, oh, maybe he just left it here. And he's like, no, 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 no. Listen, a bike to a kid right now is like a Cadillac. And in the 80s and even 90s, bike... I don't know about your generation growing up, but getting your bike, that mm-hmm. was your freedom. Now it was about, like, you could ride out as far as you needed to. Well, if you were allowed, right? But yeah. typically, like, that was... The idea of it was freedom. Mm-hmm. And for kids like this that could ride all the fuck over town without their parents really worrying about it, it was their Cadillac, dude. Yep. That was their car. That was their wheels out. Into the world. Remember how it felt when you got your car for the first time? In your mind, it was like, now I'm free. Yes and no, because I also lived in a time where I had access to my parents' cars. Where this is 1983 well, we're talking license. about. Not even just your car, just getting your license Oh, now. yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. freedom. The one time I felt free was the day I graduated high school. I was like, wow, dude, this is what freedom feels like? Well, that feeling is yes. what kids had when they yep. got their bikes, right? So, yep. yeah, you're not going to leave it in the woods. Oh, hell no, dude. I'm not going to leave my, my high school diploma sitting in the woods. <laughs> Smash cut too quick. All of a sudden, you see satellites. You see this building. And mm-hmm. you hear conversations and people wearing headphones. So now, obviously, people are listening in on something. And it's a bunch of people, a yep. whole bank of people lined up with old school computers there. And they're listening. And you hear all different kinds of conversations. And all of a sudden, one of them is Joyce Byers. Yeah. And she's talking on the phone. And she's talking to Lonnie. Cut to her No, house. she's talking to Lonnie's fucking Call girlfriend. Her girlfriend, that's yeah. right. She's calling Lonnie because she's trying to find out if her ex-husband knows where her son is. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they're on the phone, her son's like, Mom, someone's here. It's cops. Hopper pulls up with the bike. Mm. And now again... To those, days, sign, to those days in the 80s when the, the panic of stranger danger, the idea that kids were getting kidnapped all the time and... Do you know about um, the show America's Most Wanted? Oh, yeah. Dude. And you know about the guy who re- did the show? Oh, and my his God. Son? Yes. Tragic. So think about this. All right. So Ugh. think about like touching on the 80s feel. And in her world, this is a world where this guy's son got abducted in the mall parking lot. And when they found him next, mm-hmm. they, it was his head. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. So now the cops are pulling up with just the bike. And yeah, and again, like son. I said, dude, that's not a good sign, man. Bro. It's been this long, and they roll up with the bike. Hopper's like, listen, doesn't mean anything. It still could mean that you know he's somewhere else. We're going to find him. He starts walking through the house, and he's like, are you sure he didn't come home? Yeah, but as a parent, you know differently, dude. Yeah, he's checking, but he did come home, so she should have gotten that feel at least that, hey, this feels like he was here, because he did. And he makes his way through the house, and he notices he, what he notices is this notch in the wall in the bath in the in the kitchen at the back door, and basically it's the doorknob, right? Like where mm-hmm. the doorknob, the, the lock would hit the wall. He's like, "This been here for a while," and he can tell it's fresh, right? It's fresh broken wood. It's not worn down. Mm-hmm. Those splinters sticking out are fresh, and he knows it. And he says, "You noticed this before?" She's like, "I live with boys, you know. Come on, that could have happened yesterday. Who knows?" He keeps, and he hears the dog barking out in the backyard. So he's like, what that's going, what's going on here? So he goes back there, and he sees the dog barking at the shed. So he goes into the shed. Mm-hmm. And he notices that everything in the shed is old, dusty. The work the workbench is dusty. However, the box of bullets on that workbench bench is not dusty. Mm-hmm. The bullets are not dusty. 
Yep. And you see him kind of, pay, does he pick up a bullet? He moves it or something. Because when he does that, I'm thinking to myself, he's noticing to see if it, there's, like, if it's clean underneath or if it's dusty underneath. Is yeah. this been sitting it'll there be or just, not? Yeah. If it, if it was just put there. And he's noticing these things. And he notices this weird kind of shit happening on the ground, like, by the wall. It looks like sh- like the, the like the shelves have been crushed in and it's all fucked up. And he's getting down to investigate it. And boom, the light goes out. Mm-hmm comes back on all of a sudden this dude's there one of the 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 deputies and they're like i've been fucking calling you you didn't hear me right yeah hello uh what was it that he asked him i can't even remember oh uh, say something like he was calling for something yeah i think there was another call or something but he knows through. some shit's going down and he's like you know what we need a search party yeah i need you guys to start gathering people this is legit something's going on this is not okay and he calls for the search party we're back to Mike's family now. Dinner time, mm-hmm. sitting around the table eating dinner, and uh, Mike wants to go looking for his friend. Mom's like, absolutely not. What, are you fucking kidding me? And, and mom, wouldn't. again, yep. knowing the world they're in, is I'm not about to lose you. No, you're staying home. Not fair, mom, right? And we get this dynamic where the mom is the one that calls the rules, and dad's just kind of there eating, going like, yep, sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep, whatever. She says. She's taking care of the little girl in, in the high chair, and... The, the daughter now, right? Nancy's like, you know what, Mom? I'm going to go to Barb's tonight to do some studying. She's like, no, you're not. Do some studying. She's like, excuse me? She's like, no, you're not doing that. Did you, did you not hear me? Like, There's a the kid missing. Anybody listening Everybody's to me? staying in. You're staying home. And she's pissed off. She's like, what the fuck? And Mike's like, yeah, right. It's just because you want to see your boyfriend. And they're like, boyfriend? boyfriend? What boyfriend? She's like, fuck you, you little asshole. And she <laughs> runs upstairs all upset. Like a typical teenage girl. <laughs> right, dude? Uh, cut to the search party in the woods. You know, cops are out there, neighbors are out there, people, we see flashlights, and the scientist teacher's out there with Hopper. And yep. he's just like, you know, I know these kids, these are good kids. Um, and Hopper makes some comment about his daughter, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, Sarah being around. And we hear about his daughter now, and he's like, yo, you know, oh, what grade is she in? Maybe I know her. You can fucking remember his goddamn daughter's name, who's not even in the show, but you couldn't remember Lucas's name? Wrote it down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he... <laughs> But he's like, uh, so what grade is she in? And she's like, um, she, he's like, uh, oh, she lives with her mom. She's out of town. She lives in a city with her mom. Yeah. And he walks off. He's just like uncomfortable and walks off. And right away, a deputy steps in. And is like, yeah, she's dead. She's okay, so let me ask you a question here. Yeah. Because I feel like, do they, are they trying to set it up to kind of make it look like maybe the teacher had something? Like maybe, you know, obviously to have the cops look at him as a suspect. So obviously we know. I didn't think that, no. No? I think okay. this is a small town, right? And so we wanted to get this interaction with a character we already knew, mm-hmm. with a character that we know is searching for the kid, right? And then whatever conversation had made it so that this one could bring up children, this one could talk about his daughter, and that introduced that idea. Interesting. And the idea with introducing the daughter now obviously helps build the relationship with him and Eleven later, right? Mm-hmm. Like that all kind of ties in. Um, with the way he goes out of his way to really help her. It's, it's, his daughter plays hard into that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so from there, we switch back to the kids, and they're like walkie-talkieing each other from like These their own massive houses. massive walkie-talkies, dude. dude. How awesome is that? So like, I remember that, too, being a thing back in the day. Like I always wanted to have me and my friends have walkie-talkies, and, and mm-hmm. we never did. But I remember that from um, a movie called Monster Squad. You ever see that movie? No, but I'm familiar with it. It's going to be coming up soon for us to watch. Dude, dude. Monster Squad is literally the horror version of the Goonies for us, dude. It's what it is, dude. It's totally the Goonies with with horror and monsters. 
and legit like old school silver screen like universal <laughs> monsters but obviously it was universal so uh but anyway they're talking to each other like look we need to do something like we know our friend we should be able to find him but these adults are stupid right mm-hmm. and that's again that kind of it it it, it re- we relate all of us at one point or another had our friends and to us our friends made a lot more sense than our parents, right? Oh, or our yeah. families. And our parents were fucking dumb and, and they didn't understand <laughs> They didn't know shit. anything. Exactly. So even though they've been there, they've done that and they've got the fucking t-shirt to shit to, to prove it. Exactly. So they're on their way. Let's yep. do this. We're going to do this. Uh cut to let's see what Na- what's going on with Nancy. Oh, oh, she's studying. Yeah, she's studying and Without here barb. comes Steve, right? This has echoes of Scream, which comes later, obviously. Mm-hmm. But this is any of those movies. Those movies had these, right? 16 Candles. Well, well, again, I told you, she reminds me of Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. He reminds me of Glenn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, Nightmare on Elm But even go, like, talk about like 16 Candles, pretty yeah. pink style things, yep. like this crawling through the window to, to uh, um, say anything. You know, all of these kinds of, that era of teen love when yeah. it was okay to crawl in through the bedroom window and sneak and your parents had no clue your boyfriend was in the room while they're downstairs yeah right? dude and that's what happens here and he's like oh i just wanted to see you i'm gonna come help you study and let's do some studying and cool 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 um back to the diner mm. cook's cleaning up right yep doing dishes. 11 sitting there eating some ice cream and they're just kind of talking a little bit and there's a knock at the door he's like you know what chill here i'm gonna go see who it is I tell him to go away and he opens the door and this lady's like hey i'm so and so i'm from uh, blah 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 and he's like oh yeah we're close she's like oh no 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 no. i'm with social services he's like oh well, that was fast jesus christ i literally called you like a minute and a half ago so <laughs> well obviously it's quick not as quick but still like he's like really i thought you guys were coming tomorrow basically she's like no thanks for calling he's like yeah she's back here look she's a little skittish let me go let her know you're, you're, you're here. I didn't tell her I was calling you. So she doesn't go running off. And he turns around, starts walking away. And she's walking up behind him saying, yeah, you know, you're, we'll make sure to take her and put her in good hands. And we'll take good care of her. And she pulls a gun out and fucking blasts him, kills him. Yeah. Levin sees that and is like, oh, Takes off. shit. Pieces out. Yeah. Runs. Because, again, we don't know where this girl came from. Right. As she's going out the back, more agents swarm in, pull guns on her. Mm-hmm. Right, we cut back to this lady, and she's like, "Here's this commotion back in the in the kitchen." Well, and then we get this other guy coming in. One of the guys we saw suiting up to go down yeah. into the uh, in, in the lab earlier. So now uh, we're. I like to call connection. him the Silver Fox. The Silver Fox, that full head of white hair. But yeah, so we see this right. She hears commotion. They go running back into the the kitchen, and Eleven's not there. Nope. And those uh, those agents are on the ground. Looks like they're bloodied. Yeah, they're beat right? up. They're, they're fucked they're up. Unconscious. And damn. Yeah. And his name is, uh, we'll learn later on that he, he comes to be known as Papa. Kids are out on their bikes. Mm-hmm. They get to the spot in the, at the woods, right? That little crossroads where it's like, this Merkwood. is where he disappeared. We have to go through there and find him. And again, Goonies feel. This yep. is that feel when they're going down by right before they get to the, the, the diner and the, the Goonies, diner. Yes, dude. this is that feel, right? Guys, and, and Dustin has that chunk feel the whole time. That, <laughs> yes. Guys, maybe we should do this. Guys, come on, guys. Like, I don't know if we should do this, guys. You know what I mean? Yep. And they go into the woods. We have to find our friend. This is Will. He would, listen. Will we, we don't do it leave, for us? We don't leave any of our party behind, right? Mm-hmm. These are D&D kids. We're going for our friend. Cut to Steve and Nancy. A little bit Macking of uh, on the bed. Yeah, he's 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 quizzing her, and then he starts trying to like 
get her to take her clothes off, start making out with her, and she gets annoyed. She's like, "What the fuck? Like, dude, like seriously, are you here to help me, or are you just trying to like get my pants? Get bro. my pants? And Am I going like, to be another mean, notch in your belt?" Yeah, he's like, "Come on, man, you mean more to me than that, right?" He's he's laying it on thick. And before we know Steve for Steve who he is today, mm-hmm. when we're watching him at this time, we're like, "This he's guy's a, a fucking douchebag, bag. because you know what he's doing yep. here. He's such an asshole, right?" Cut to Joyce and Jonathan at their house. Now let's see what's going on with them because it's mm. been a few days now, a, a couple days. The boy's missing. What are they doing? Because they're not out searching. They're literally looking for the right picture to pick for his missing poster. Oh, God, dude. And during this time, oh, she's going. She's seeing these pictures of her, of Jonathan and Will, and she's realizing, like, like I don't want to, like... Ne- neglect my son who is here still too like i don't even know what's going on with you how are you like i love you i like just realized this in a while and for both of them there's it's just this anguish of like how do we deal with what's happening right now right and they're Mm -hmm. looking for the pictures and all of a sudden the phone rings well because he says that he should have been there for will she's like no no i should have been there yeah they're beating each other up dude themselves themselves up. up phone rings she goes to answer it and all of a sudden it's this static and this weird noise kind of like that weird creature sound that you heard earlier too mm-hmm. like this and maybe radio. sounds like maybe there's somebody talking slightly maybe mm-hmm. a whisper and all of a sudden she realizes like oh my god is this you will and she's talking will is this you and she's freaking out and she's like hello where are you what is what have you done with my boy and all of a sudden oh this whole time this is happening there's a thunderstorm happening you can hear thunder like yep. hard in the background all of a sudden the electric charge comes through the phone and fucking shocks her face she drops the receiver and now it's burned out. Jonathan's like, who was it? What was it? What was it? She's like, it was Will. And he's like, are you sure? And it becomes this thing. And you can tell also with the way they're playing it, the way it's built up and, and just everything that we have in this first episode that there is this kind of heartbreaking thing mm. of like, oh, God, dude, I don't even can't, I can't even can imagine put this what that again. It's not like. there anymore. I don't have that. I don't have Will anymore. What happened? I ca- how can I not get him back right away? Right. It's so and you kind of have this question in the back of your head. It, she may be just losing her mind. Yeah. That's what the characters are thinking. Yeah. But we know different yeah. as a viewer. And it starts pouring. Yeah. Fucking pouring. That oh that thunder, all that stuff that was building up, unleashes. And these kids now cut back to the kids in the woods, dude, riding the their bikes in the pouring rain, rain, dude. And where are we going? We don't even know where we're going. We don't know if Will's here. And all of a sudden they hear weird noises. Mm-hmm. And they hear noises in the woods. And this crunching sound. And they pull the flashlight up, and there's Eleven. Standing there in front of him, looking at him. Shivering. Mm-hmm. Rain pouring down. Drenched. And they're looking back at her, just as shocked. Two sets of deer, just wide-eyed. Yeah. Like, oh. Yep. Done. Credits. Dude, what the fuck? What a first episode, dude. I know. Now we said a first it episode, which would become what it is. Yeah, we said it already. It becomes this phenomena, but nobody knew at time that this series dropped that that's what it would be. But this is what kicks it off. This is what sets the tone, and not only for the Stranger Things series and the phenomena and what that would be, but it has a huge hand in the just kind of resurgence in anything that's eighties nostalgia. Oh, anything my God, that's eighties. D and D became huge because of the show. The Everybody in their dragons fucking is huge now. mother was shitting 80s stuff out when and this you can, show I mean, came out. 
You could also thank COVID to help the D&D thing along, but still, this kicked it off. But this was pre-COVID, dude. This was still a couple years before that. This kicked it off. Yep. Um, This kicked off just that kind of feel for, bring us back to the adventure shows or the adventure movies. Kids, give us this feel, right? I feel like this was also just this kind of this... Don't hey, you guys remember the X Files? Remember how cool that felt every week to watch an episode and be like, oh, right? Like, let's go back. Guess what? Now you don't have to wait every week. Yeah. Here's the entire series. But you can if you want and do it the right way. Well, here's the thing. If you trust me how good it feels and how much more satisfying is when you you let it go. Yes, and just savor it. Yes, because if you watched one a week. I think it was break it down and you took a little break in between, like they do on regular television series. The shit the season one ends at Christmas time. Yeah. And you would have been watching it right at Christmas time. Yeah. So had you watched it that way, it would have panned out. I also feel like that's the best way. I know people enjoy binging because they want to get a whole story all at once. But for me, that kind of weekly savoring or, or just break oh, it up I at agree. a time, it's so nice. I agree, but we don't live in a world where that's practical anymore because you're always on, on hardly, social media. Hardly, and yeah. You get everything spoiled for you. It's true. You know? But dude, Stranger Things, man, this was a show that for me, like, it did. It changed it was a game changer. It was oh, such a game yeah, changer. Dude. And it was such a like refreshing rejuvenation into the sci-fi horror, into this kind of this way of storytelling, a serial style storytelling, mm-hmm. and just literally saying we're not going to apologize. We're going to go diving into a pool of '80s nostalgia, and when we come out, like we're soaked. They're like we're not going, like we're not drying off. Enjoy yeah. it, right? Yeah. Enjoy it, bask in it. Yep. Seriously, and that's what this is. All the way down to the soundtrack. Soundtrack oh. killer, score killer. Again, that it, the resurgence Kyle of that Dixon, synth. Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein. The resurgence part of a band, right? a, a band called S U R V I E. Sur- or S-U-R-V-I-V-E, survive. survive. But, uh, dude, Stranger Things. Mm, yeah, same here, dude. It um, Right from the get-go, right from the get-go. Like I said, I saw the billboards. I said, I got to see this. Right from the get-go, I was sold. Didn't need to show me anymore. Um, now, let me ask you this. Yes. Before you know anything that breaks out after this and all the different characters, just yeah. from this first episode, who is your favorite character? Who? Probably Mike. I liked Hopper. I liked I yeah. liked him right away. I was like, I'm gonna like this dude. I'm gonna like this guy. Yeah, Hopper's pretty cool. Yeah, but so many care. Even the diner guy, like but the casting all, of the guy yes, that played in dude. the diner, right? Like the way he looked, he had this kind of big intimidating thing. But what you could tell, he had a heart of gold kind of thing. He was very nice and caring, dude. And you know what gets me? I I'm pretty sure I read that they pitched this to multiple, multiple like couple dozen different studios and nobody picked it up they're and kicking it themselves finally ended at landed at netflix's well it finally landed at netflix's desk and they said all right let's go with it and now look at what it is however it wouldn't have been the same show had netflix not picked it up this is netflix's sopranos this is netflix. yes because like the way the sopranos really ex- like just solidified blew up hbo, HBO. Yep. this is what solidified and blew up netflix this mm-hmm. was it yeah, um, and I love it because now look where Netflix is. They got all kinds of original shows, original movies that they're funding themselves, yep. dude. Yep. They're a regular old studio, and I yep. and I remember because I remember when Netflix was just DVDs in the mail, dude. Same. And Same, then I remember dude. when it became streaming, Same. and I remember being there at the beginning, and when it was clunky as fuck. Dude. Same, dude. Um, I remember one of the first things I added to my list was 
there's a document, and I still haven't watched it, dude. <laughs> there's a documentary on there about uh, Keith uh, Keith Richards, and I still haven't watched <laughs> it. Um, but going from that, from DVDs to the mail to being a conglomerate, dude. Yeah. And and I remember a calling it. studio. Streaming. I said, everybody's going to go to this. This is what it's going to be. You're going to do away with cable, and everybody's going to have, all the studios are going to have their own fucking streaming services yeah. dude and this started all of that and basically cable packages will be streaming service packages that's what and it this is. started it all. that's where we're at but had yeah. it not been for this show imagine imagine where netflix would be now imagine what what the entertainment world would be like right now interesting it, it did an awful lot for just entertainment in general that's what i'm saying dude that's what i'm saying and thanks to, to stranger things for being one of the catalysts one of the things to say take us seriously and see what you can do in this format in this yeah. environment if you're given the right budget, you're given the right script, you're you given the, the right, right mind, you have all the right magic, yes. this is what we can have. See, one of the producers on this that helped develop it with the Duffer Brothers is um, Sean Levy. And he directed one of my favorite movies, This Is Where I Leave You, oh, which is based on yeah. the Jonathan Troper book. Really good, yes. really good movie. Um, but yeah, dude, for me, loved it. Thought it was a great, great episode. I'm so glad to jump back into it to continue to series yeah, now. And yeah, just I know, really dude. I'm in, in, I'm in the middle. Of, I'm in the middle of season two, man. I think I'm going to go through season two again and be like, oh, I do remember this. Do you know Probably, what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to see season three because I heard a lot of really good things about it. And then again, I've heard season four so far. The fact that people are just like, this is some of the best television. I'm like, are you out of your goddamn mind to say that? And this is there. Now I got to see it. And bro, and they're ending it. This is done. This is it, dude. It's gonna be interesting. Or so I've Which been is told. Smart. No, do it the right way. Get the fuck out while you're on top. Do it uh, like Seinfeld. But did. that's end it while you're on top. But that's what they originally had in mind. They were only gonna do four or five seasons because they wanted to do it. They wanted to take a little bit longer between when seasons were released, which is unconventional for a, a yeah. TV show like that. Um, and they wanted to end it before the kids got too old. Well, like, hopefully, like they I was do telling right. you, um, Saved by the Bell. You can totally tell that these kids are at a certain point way too old to be playing these characters. Stop this now. You're like 38 years old and you're acting like you're 21. I know, dude. Um, Anyway, so there you go. Dude, thanks for filling in, man. This Hell was yeah, awesome. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll on such short notice, yeah, I think uh, I think we had a good conversation. Yeah. And we'll also have you on again in the future to watch some other shows just for fun. No, this, this was it. This is the only time you get me. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, anyway, yeah, listeners, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure to head over and check out our other podcast, Out of the Shadows. You can find that on all of the, uh, the podcast platforms. Find us on social media as well, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Out of the Shadows Podcast or OOTS Pod. For this podcast, Tube Time... Uh, we're only on Instagram and Facebook. Find us, Tube Time Podcast. Follow, comment, let us know how we're doing. We'll see you guys next week with Courtney on board to check out King of Queens. Uh, but until then, I'm Chris. Oh, and I'm Jim. And this has been Tube Time. We'll see you next time. Yeah, dude, watch out for the upside down. Remember to keep your eyes in the shadows. Ooh.